Hey guys, this is Sarah Jane here, and this is episode six of Science Solutions and Sprinkles. And today I want to talk about discipline. Specifically, I just started listening to the book, No Drama Discipline. So to give you a little background and remind you, I have two kids. One is about two and a half at this point. Her name's Livia. And I also have a nine-month-old son, uh, Max. So as I develop in my parenting style, we're just getting into that age when discipline is front of mind. We have the fits, we have the tantrums, we have the throwing things, we have the hitting people. This is obviously with my two and a half year old. And so I reached out to my Facebook world and asked for a book. I wasn't really given a book. I just happened to come across No Drama Discipline over the weekend and started listening to it. So I want to give you guys a rundown of what I've learned so far. There is a ton, and I'm only in the first chapter. And when we talk about discipline, they really go into defining it in the beginning. And I really want you to think of discipline really as ultimately teaching. I looked up the definition of discipline, and there was two definitions. The first one was the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior, using punishment to correct disobedience. Now, I don't necessarily want to think of discipline in that sense, at least for this podcast. The other definition was a branch of knowledge, typically one studied in higher education. And when you think of discipline, I want you to more think of the idea of teaching. If you look at the Latin for discipline, so it's actually from disciplina, is actually teaching or learning. And that's exactly what discipline really should be the intention Um, One of the biggest things I gleaned from, because my daughter is so highly emotional and so reactive, is that if your child is dramatic or they act out, it means that they're securely attached. So if you're in the same boat I am, that means that this total drama kid um, means you're doing a good job. It means that they aren't fearful of you. They aren't in fear of hurting your relationship. Uh, If they're in fear of their relationship with you, they won't test their boundaries. So them testing their boundaries and being reactive is actually good. A calm, non-reactive, well-behaved, or overly well-behaved child has fear of hurting their relationship. So they won't test that relationship with their parents. That was a big aha for me because it means that I'm doing something right with my kid for her to be so dramatic at times, as frustrating as it can be. Now, when parenting, it talks about not having a reaction uh, and being more responsive. So instead of, you know, acting at the same amount with reacting with the same amount of drama as your kid has, being responsive. So being intentional in your response to them. So this is the idea of when we think of discipline and, you know, trying to obey rules, uh, we can come from come to our children at a at a stance of getting them to obey rules because they fear you or because they know that you're in power or control versus the other side. So being more responsive, the skill building. So you do you want to be in fear, power, control, and that's what your kids base their decisions on? Or do you want to give them the skills to make the right decisions? And the answer is easy for me. I want to build skills and build up my kids. So they Talk about pausing and thinking when you're in the moment. It's not easy, obviously, when your kid just stabbed you in the eye with a magnifying glass or whatever it is. I'll tell you a little story about that later. But they say to pause and think, so why are they acting that way? And, you know, whether or not it's appropriate, what 
Um, so what lesson do you want to teach them from this? Um, and how, so how do you teach that lesson? So why, what, and how? And I'll give that example now of last night, I mean literally last night, Livia was trying to get my attention and she poked me in the eye with the end of her magnifying glass with like the handle end. And you know why? Now looking back at it, I can think of why, well she wanted my attention. How did I react? I actually started crying. So I started crying and holding my eye and she came over to console me. So I was teaching her in that moment that you hurt mommy. Um, there are obviously better ways to get my attention. Uh, if I was thinking in the moment a little bit better, you know, giving her more, being more calm. I don't know if eye contact is the best remedy right here, but let's say your kid slapped you or something like that. Maybe having eye contact and explaining why you shouldn't do that. Um, so that's the why and the what and the how. It, the idea is just to be mindful. You know, a lot of frustration can come from for parents when you think that your child is fully capable of doing something or having an appropriate reaction and they are not having an appropriate reaction to something. And it talks a lot about, the beginning of this book talks a lot about setting your expectations. So just like we don't react to the same situation, the same every time, we can't expect our kids to. So the idea is we, just like we try to manage our energy level throughout the day, we know at the end of the day we can't handle as much, you know, Maybe if we have a rough day at work, well, if the kid has a rough day, they aren't gonna react the same. So really trying to see things from their perspective, uh, how their energy level is, how their day is going, just like we would ourselves. Uh, so it's not a, it's, this is the idea of won't versus can't. So it's not that they won't control their emotions, maybe at the moment they can't control their emotions. So again, pausing and thinking and being mindful of that why, what, and how. And the more you practice it, the easier it's going to be. So in the stressful moment that they just hucked a toy across the room or they just threw something at a restaurant, the more you practice it, the more intentional you are, the easier it will get. So that was one of the big things that why, what, and how thought process. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I already shared this with my other half, was about corporal punishment or about spanking. So that physical punishment, uh, especially with young children, what it does to their brain. So this No Drama Discipline was written by the same people who wrote the whole brain book, which I'm definitely going to read next. But spanking, spanking, and I always love to think of how things work in the brain and or how things work in our body. And in the brain, when you when a child, especially young one, gets spanked, it sends two different messages in the brain. The first one is, ouch, I want to run away from the source, right? Deep down primal in the brain, your body says, ouch, I want to get away from that pain. But the second response, or the other response, I shouldn't even call it a second response, at the same moment, that response is to go towards the caregiver. So the brain is giving two signals that are doing two opposite things, which is very confusing. And there is a lot of studies to back this up, that spanking doesn't do anything good because it sends that mixed signal in the brain. So science actually suggests that with spanking, it begins to actually kill off brain connections and brain cells that make those connections in the brain because it's not getting wired right. Your children are still developing brain connections. And when one is saying to run away from the source of hurt and the other one's saying to run to the caregiver and the caregiver is the source of hurt, there's a lot of confusion there. 
my personal experience, my daughter's only two and a half, but she is a wild and crazy two and a half. And I've tried the spanking route, so this really resonated with me. Because for her, the, the spanking just leads to more drama. It is not effective. It does not get her attention. It does not help. And now knowing the science behind it and really dialing it down to that, that, you know, ouch, run away from the source, but run to the caregiver. And if they're the same person, it doesn't work. So that's just the beginning of no drama discipline. And I would challenge you to actually think of discipline differently. Think of discipline as teaching and learning. So what can you teach your children from these moments, these stressful moments? And really, do you want to be a skill builder with your kids or do you want them to fear you? Are, do you want their decision making to be out of fear, out of power, out of control? Because that's what they'll learn. They'll grow up to, to manage people like that fear, power, and control versus how do I foster skills in people that I'm managing or in my own children. So I look forward to more on No Drama Discipline. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram at SarahJane007, on Snapchat and Twitter at SarahJaneRocks, and LinkedIn, SarahJaneWidener, or go to my website if you want to send me an email, Websites Managed, and that's No Drama Discipline, at least the start. Thanks for listening to Science Sprinkles and Solutions.